Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be discussing Justice League in-depth and talking a bunch of spoilers, as well as reviewing Wonder. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing good, man. How are you doing? I am doing very well. I'm excited to be talking about Justice League. And to help us talk about Justice League, we have a returning guest who we haven't had in quite some time, and that is TD. TD, how are you doing? What's going on, fellas? Good to be back. Good to be back. It's the time for our resurrection, apparently, so here we are. <laughs> hey, man, it's great to have you back. It's like, a, yeah. it's like a mini reunion, you know? Carlos is in Florida, you're back in the show, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's just, it just, um, we're going to give a little, I guess, well, obviously we're going to give a spoiler warning, but before we even do that, I do want to address the audio quality. It might be a little all over the place, because when I come home and I don't have my full setup, we have to do this in a very strange way. So be aware that that's why the audio might not be up to its usual standards. All right, so we are going to be talking Justice League, and TD has... uh, I've seen most of your opinions on Justice League on Twitter, but I guess why don't you give your overall opinions on the movie, spoiler-free for now, on on Justice League. What did you think of the movie? Okay, so my non-spoiler thoughts for Justice League. I, guys, I gotta be honest. I enjoyed this movie, which is, you know, something that I was hoping to do, just being such a big Justice League fan, but I was worried I wouldn't. And life is all about expectations, right? So I, I went into this movie with as low expectations as possible. We all saw the reviews, but even without any of that, I can still say I enjoyed this movie, even though I could still tell quite easily that it was a rushed movie, and overall, it's a movie that had to pay for the sin, sins of his predecessors. And, you know, so, again, all in all, enjoyable time of the movies, points to DCU, DCEU in the right direction, but it's clearly, clearly a movie that is split in between two directions in terms of a director's vision, uh, but sets up the DCU hopefully for a better future. Um, agreed for the most part. I think we're basically on the same page with when it comes to this movie. I we were both pleasantly surprised. Um, I know there's tons of people out there who <laughs> wouldn't describe that as their feeling in regards to this movie. So I think, look, if DC can do anything, it's make a divisive movie. <laughs> this is another That's, example of that. It's the calling card. <laughs> All right. Well, I think. We've already, obviously, given in the previous episode our thoughts on the movie, spoiler-free, so now we're just going to dive into it. We're going to go full spoilers, talk about this movie, so if you have not seen it, well, you might want to go check out our previous episode and get our thoughts there, and then go see the movie if you feel necessary. So, we're, this is your well, spoiler well, we're, While we're at this, okay, I, go for there, it. there's like this odd, like, really, I called you guys odd, I don't mean to judge, but I'm judging here. <laughs> This odd, like, group of people who want to know spoilers. And when I'm not talking about the people that don't care about the movie, so they don't care if they hear spoilers or not. <laughs> There's a, a really odd group of people who are super interested in a movie, 
but want to be spoiled. They yeah. want to know what's happened, what's happening before going to see the movie. It's like it's just such an odd way to experience theater. Such an odd way to experience movies. So, to you people out there, I'm judging you, right? <laughs> I'm entirely judging. You. I don't, I don't get you guys. Not at all. Yeah, I definitely know someone like that. I don't understand it either. <laughs> I, I try to know as little as possible. I, I don't even generally read reviews going in. I, it's just. It's not something that I would do, and I understand on any level. But anyway, now we're going to talk full about the movie, and I guess, should we start with Mustache Gate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, you know, I went to go see the movie a second time. I know this this time. Oh, you saw it a second time? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you saw it a second time. All right, so did, what did you think? Did it really stand out to you? Yeah, it really stood out. <laughs> I was like... I remember when I went to go see the movie the first time, I was like, Cavill's face. There's something off about it. Exactly. I can't right. put my finger on yeah. it. Because it wasn't, it didn't register to my head that it happened. And then when I went into it knowing it a second time, I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, TD, did you, did it bother you the first time you watched it? Oh, it bothered me. I, I would say this. It bothered me right off, out the gate. Right out the gate. I went yeah. to watch it with my friend. I always do you know, Thursday night showing. And it's the very first shot of the movie. And he looks over to me like, what's going on? Like, is something wrong? And I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, the mustache thing. Like, his face is clearly off. And that, and this is going to be a huge theme about my issues with this movie, is that in actuality, because I've seen it three times now, right? We're recording on, what's today? Wednesday. I've seen it three times since release. And this other two times, you know, second and third, like, I was able to, like, not be so distracted by it. Mm-hmm. Because outside of that first shot with the camera cell phone thing, shout out to Spider-Man Homecoming, <laughs> um, it's it's not as distracting. It still pops up definitely, but it's just not as obvious as it was in the first shot. But... We'll talk about this later, but I think they, for some reason, they wanted to throw in Superman early in this movie because he really doesn't show up story-wise for another 70, 75 minutes. So you see him early in this, you know, found footage, cell phone style, and that just really sets the bar really, really low for the CGI mustache. So that was a bad decision on their part and, and huge re- and huge reason because Superman is not part of the marketing. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to re- remind you of Superman. Once you steps into the movie and it just backfired because it, it just you know showed the the ills and the you know the bad CGI. Yeah, that was for them not to put him in the marketing really was a strange decision, especially since really if you if you look at it even just a little hard, you will be able to tell like he's in this movie. Like there's no they didn't really hide it. They just didn't put it at the forefront. Um, but it's strange. And as for the mustache, this is all I'll really say is. It, it it was bad, but I, I don't think, like, I know that's what most people, like, that's the first thing they want to talk about, and, I mean, that's what we just talked about first. Because but, it's the first thing they show exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's not the worst part of the movie. So, that's what I would say. Um, but you bring up the scene where they, the very first scene, like you said, where they show the footage of Superman, and to me, that is the first indicator and really one of the bigger indicators that overall they just completely have mishandled Superman in this universe. Uh, Ozzy and I have talked about this off mic and now I'm going to bring it up now. It's uh, like we never saw Superman be Superman 
And that's exactly. my problem with how they've handled him in this universe. We see him in the first movie learning how to be Superman, kind of. And then in Batman v Superman, he's kind of Superman, but really he's whining about it. He doesn't know if he's want, what he wants to do with his powers. He's still trying to figure everything out. And then he dies. Yep. We never see yep. him actually be the Superman that we all expect. Yep. The, the closest thing we ever got to that in this universe was Wonder Woman, if we're being honest. <laughs> I think they should have made a Man of Steel 2 before they did Batman yes. v Superman. Yes. Because that, that should have been, that would have been great. You know, that would have connected the dots with why everybody saw him the way that we did. Because the only thing that we saw in Batman vs. Superman was him being a religious figure. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so for me, personally, the moment that the movie loses me, where story-wise it completely loses me, is when Superman comes back. There's this weird thing where he's evil Superman, or he's, like, really angry, and then all of a sudden he becomes the Superman that we would expect out of Superman, but again, we've never seen that before, so it just feels like a complete turnaround from his, what his, we know his character to be in this universe. So that's yeah. when the movie completely loses me, but what did you guys think about that moment? I know we're focusing a lot on Superman, but to me, he's kind of the center of a lot of the problems I have with it, if I'm being honest. But, TD, what did you think of that moment where he comes back and the kind of evil Superman... Yeah, I, again, it goes back to even as early as the marketing for me. I, for, for, I mean, full disclosure, during most of the lead ups to this movie, I was an employee at WB. Granted, <laughs> I was a part of the TV department, so I really couldn't say much, you know, just out of respect. But like, I had nothing to do with this movie, so I don't have any inside information or anything along those lines. But I just find it simply odd that Superman wasn't a part of marketing, especially for international reasons. Um, I, and as a Justice League fan, you can't, how are you going to market Justice League without Superman, without the S? I know they had his logo and a lot of artwork, but the character wasn't there. And mm -hmm. as, you know, Carlos, you mentioned, the payoff in the movie is not, does not warrant the whole, like, oh, let's hold him out of marketing. Like, it's just not enough. Like, yeah. that was a big first mistake. I mean, and yeah, this entire movie is them trying to gloss over the fact that this hasn't been the Superman that most people would have wanted to see. And rather than try to fix it gradually and show the progression, they just okay, resurrect him and all of a sudden, let's try to get him, let's quickly get him to point point D, even though you, you skipped B and C. Yeah. And, you know, you see that. You see that in a lot of ways. Um, I do think if, you, if you're willing to forgive them for that, there's some pretty cool, like, traditional Superman moments. Agreed. One of which is not... And it's absolutely not the uh, the John Williams score throwback. <laughs> and if you listen to the show before, and I'm a big score guy, I love movie scores, and I absolutely did not like the the fact that you know Junkie XL, who worked at Hans Zimmer and Batman v Superman, got replaced with Danny Elfman. And he, Danny Elfman, has talked about how he's bringing back the original scores, and it's like this is not the same movie. It's not the same characters. I was really worried about it, and the way it's used in the movie. Though in an interesting sense, it's when he's quote unquote evil slash confused, he uses the original Superman theme in a you know sinister way, and then he also uses it in the final battle. But it still doesn't work. It's just like no, like you're forcing it. Like they're going for nostalgia so much because they're not confident in what they have now that they're trying to elicit feelings from the Superman of back in the day, and it just shows how much they failed at creating their own version of Superman. Um, it's a lack of identity, man. It's you know it's. 
it, it, it was tough. But I did like the fact that in the final battle, he does see that line. Is this guy still bothering you? And that was like perfect, <laughs> like confident. I'm a full on superhero. I know, I know my powers. Like, so there was a little like five minute sequence there when he does arrive for the final battle. How he got there, that's a whole different conversation. Exactly. Um, there's, there's a cool like five minute Superman story there. It's just like, I wish we would have earned that as opposed to just being fast forward, fast forwarded through to that point. Definitely. Um, what about you, Ozzy? What did you think of? And he brought up the scores. I know you are a bigger score guy than I am, too. So what did you think of all that? Um, I didn't really notice the particular score in this movie. Uh, maybe if I see it again. Like, the Superman pay. thing and the yeah, Batman. I really didn't pay attention much to it, honestly. <laughs> I, I feel bad. Not that you brought it no, up. You're but, um, yeah, I mean, I really I really didn't pay much attention to it. But I, I'll agree with you guys. I mean, the it felt extremely rushed, you know. And I was just watching Man of Steel the other day. And just to know that he's already the Superman he's supposed to be after he dies, it just it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, and you know, and you know, I defend Cavill all the time because um, I like Cavill. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's a good Superman. But you know, I just, I just don't think that the scripts have been particularly kind <laughs> to Cavill, if yeah. we're gonna be honest. So I'm glad they really gave him something to really work with, albeit though rushed. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I want to ask you guys, like, who your favorite characters were in this movie? I mean, if Ozzy, you'll be able to predict mine. Yes, Wonder it's, Woman. It's Wonder Woman. She was, she kicking butt the whole time. And then who your least favorite character was, for me, it's the Flash. Ozzy, what about you? <laughs> uh, you know, I liked Flash the first time around. <laughs> I, he might be one of my least favorites now. Just because he didn't really do much, if you really think about it. Because, you know, he was just kind of there. He was there to make jokes and puns, but he really didn't do much for the team. He wasn't a big hitter, and Batman was even doing more than him, and he's just a human. So, um, I mean, again, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, because I, it just, he just really just didn't do much for me, um, as a character. He really just wasn't helping the team out in any way. Um, I, I, what, another character that I found that I really didn't bond with as much, and I don't know if it's the CGI, but Cyborg, mm -hmm. I really, really have a rough time watching <laughs> Cyborg. I cannot get over that CGI. It is, it is bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say Wonder Woman is still my favorite. She's great. She's great in everything that she's been in the DCEU. So yeah. she is amazing in this movie as well. Okay, what do you think about her backstory? Or not, we got her backstory in the movie, but the stuff on um, Themyscira and stuff like that. I really like the mythology that this that DC has. DC has great stories, and it has a great line of history there. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to see it play out, because, you know, you see these shots, and we have these Easter eggs here, like, for instance, like, they, they're, you know, Green Lanterns were in the battle, and I was like, oh, crap, but that that's actually awesome. cool, you yeah. know? So they have this great history there, and I want to see it, and I want to see it affect these characters that we have, and I want to see them play out. Because they each have their own interesting, um, TD. I don't know if you read comics, but, you know, each of these characters has their own unique storyline and their own unique history. And, yeah. um, I think this movie really teased that. And it was really great because seeing that shot of the Amazons really going that was to awesome, wreck man. shop on, on the, yeah. 
on the I forgot what these I forgot the, I'm gonna call them parademons. Parademons, yeah. <laughs> um, parademons is it was great. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. I would love to see a movie. I know Wonder Woman was kind of like the first 30 or 40 minutes was on the Amazon, Themyscira, and then she, you know, comes to the real world. I would love to see a movie back in Themyscira. Like, that sequence with the, you know, the Amazons were pretty, pretty awesome. Although, I will have a question, though. It, I know Wonder Woman's kind of like super-powered. She's like a super-powered Amazon, mm-hmm. but she's essentially moving as fast as the Flash and Superman in the, um, in the in the fight scene early on where she saves the girls, but when her mom is running away from Steppenwolf, they're all like it's all like super slow, like regular speed. Like I don't know, I just feel it just felt really weird. Like they changed up their powers just depending on what they needed the story to do. Because in that in that whole sequence, Steppenwolf was the only one who was super powered doing the Superman leaps from from one mountain to the next, while the Amazons, who we know are fierce warriors. And again, I know they're not as superpowered as Wonder Woman herself, but it's just no one there could really step up to Steppenwolf at all. Yeah, like you know, what I mean? like yeah, that, I was kind of disappointed that the Queen yeah. couldn't lift the horse off like somebody that she cared about. I, I was entirely, like, entirely, entirely. Like, so that was weird. Like the power scale kind of shifts because I mean, if the Amazons cannot take down Steppenwolf, then I'm sorry. I don't think this experience, inexperienced Justice League with an old Batman, a Flash who doesn't even know how to fight yet can't really do much you know so um either way so i really like the amazons and wonder woman is amazing no question uh i, I for me for my uh for my i don't know who i'll stay as my least favorite character um uh, but my favorite character i gotta say guys for me it was cyborg and i know cyborg did not get a ton of love you heard about flash you heard about aquaman obviously you heard about wonder woman but Cyborg is the guy who didn't get a lot of love. And, yeah, I do agree with you, Ozzy. A lot of it had to do with that look and that CGI. Like, it doesn't look good. And I get, you know, story-wise, thematically, what they were going for. Snyder came out and said how Cyborg is supposed to, you know, represent, you know, the disabled community. And that's obviously deeper than, you know, just a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I respect it, but it doesn't translate visually just well enough. But then again, who are we to say that, right, as not being – part of the disabled community, right? Like True. some people do have to live through some hardships of visually not looking the same and obviously physically not being the same. So I kind of, I was kind of able to like, you know, bypass that. And, but I still loved seeing the final shot of him where he's getting his actual, like, you know, comic animated look back where a look for the first time in the, in the universe with him seeing like his full on metal sort of taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. That's that's pretty awesome. But I would say this though, man, like from his opening sequence with his dad and you know where he's just chilling in the room in the dark, I love that. I absolutely love. Me too. His, yeah, his- I mean, he did he did give a great performance, and I will, I'm going to go as far as saying, I mean, his voice, he's very articulate. Oh my um, gosh, very articulate. Yeah. I was that's like, damn. I, was I remember when he was first speaking. I was like, damn, like what? That is, what type of cyborg yeah. am I getting into? You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a very articulate actor, and I want to see more of Ray Fisher. I do. Um, I think he I think he did a good job. I think this cast. He's the one from Broadway, right? He's the one from Broadway, and again, this is like his first, um, I think, live action. Um, he's very enthusiastic about this about this franchise. Very supportive of Zack Snyder. Obviously, Zack giving him his first shot. Yeah. But the one thing I want to mention about his voice and his cadence, it's. I wonder if this was an acting decision on his part, or this was part of like the character. But he kind of spoke in rhythms. He said things yeah. almost like 
with, you know, with the, with almost like <laughs> with musical notes. And I wonder if it's kind of like Siri, right? It's like he's half human, half, you know, digital technology. And then wonder if that's why he sounded the way he did and why he spoke in such rhythm. Um, but like that was pretty cool to see early on, like, and he, us as the audience, not knowing if it has sinister intentions or if it's just angry and brooding, the music sort of comes in at the right time when he like shows off his new powers now that he can sort of hover and fly. Like, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. I would have obviously would have lo- loved to see him look a little bit better, but I'm excited for his future as Cyborg. I'm excited for Ray, Fisher, Ray Fisher's career as, a, as an actor overall. Yeah, yeah. Man, I would love to see more of Jay, Jay Fisher. I mean, Ray I Fisher. think Ray Fisher, sorry. And <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give another shout-out to Jason Momoa. I saw him again. I was wondering when somebody was yes, going to bring him I, You know, I was thinking about it as soon as I said Wonder Woman was my favorite character. I was like, you know what? I don't know, because I really love Jason Momoa. I mean, <laughs> every time he was on screen, I, I smiled. He was just so great. And okay. especially that team-up he had with Cyborg. Such a great scene. Can we talk about his backstory, though? The one flat or backstory scene that we get with him. Because I, that we, I brought that up in the regular review. We, well, kind of. We danced around it. But I want to talk about it now because I disagree with you. I really did not like that scene. The air, <laughs> the air bubble the scene? The air bubble scene where he goes into the water and he, when they take the mother box from Atlantis... Yep. And Mara's like I, I was really looking forward to her as Mara. What's the actress's name? Amber Heard. Yeah, I was Amber really Heard, looking yeah. forward to that. But this movie did not get me excited for that at all. I did not like her in the very small portion that we got her in in this. And then also the whole air bubble thing. I know I'm very happy James Wan. I believe tweeted today or yesterday. Yep. That there will be no air bubbles for them to talk in in yep. the Aquaman movie, which I'm very happy about because that's extremely <laughs> stupid. And that's then, hilarious, though. Yeah. He's, I feel like he's gonna throw in Zack Snyder or Josh <laughs> whoever shot that scene under the bus. It's like, no, yeah. not in my movie, guys. Like, as the movie's the opening weekend isn't even over yet. And yeah. He's like, Oof. yeah, not in my movie. You don't have that in mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was not good. And then. Also, I just felt like the whole thing was rushed. We don't really get any information about who Aquaman is as a character. And all the, like, all of a sudden he just goes down there. He has a quick conversation. He's like, and for some reason they're like, all right, well, you have to deal with this. Even though we kind of get the idea that he's not really fully part of Atlantis, then why does he have to deal with it? It doesn't make too much sense. And then he's like, okay, but I need one thing. And then he gets a trident. It's just like, I don't know. That whole scene really didn't make much sense to me. I don't think it was I thought well you were executed. Talking about, I thought you were talking about his backstory, and I think it's just because I know it. But okay. I didn't. I, I didn't really have a problem with the scene with them talking. But but um, I, I I think it makes somewhat more sense if you know the backstory. Yeah, that's which why I, I do. Yeah, but that's why I wasn't like pissed in, off. If about you it. just are watching the movie and what, yeah. based on the information the movie gives you. It doesn't really make any sense. Here's what I'll say. It doesn't make sense that she's sending him to fight something. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't make any yeah. sense because she's... I would say she, at this point in time, is probably more capable yeah. than him. Yeah. You know? More equipped. He's been, yeah, yeah, more equipped. <laughs> Literally, she's more equipped. She has, she has a diamond. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's... She was raised as a warrior in Atlantis. He was raised on land by his father. Like, <laughs> doesn't make any this doesn't make, I don't know. This movie, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, damn, you know, it really doesn't make this sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Um, I'll, I'll say this too, though, like about that scene. I, not only just that scene, but everything Amber Heard did in terms of creating merit, in terms of her powers underwater, it just looks so bad to me. Yeah. Like she has like this two hand claps 
motion that she makes for you know to use water as like a force and her face in that moment it just looks so off to me it just it's yeah. not good it takes me out of the experience I agree. it's like yeah. it's it doesn't look smooth like you expect like a you know a superheroine with superpowers to look it really looks bad and i know part of it has to do with the physics of water like a certain energy in water but it didn't look good and i know people seem to be excited about aquaman but honestly if 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 if, J, if uh, Juan wasn't attached to this project james Wan, like i don't know if anyone would be excited because yeah. i don't yeah from what i saw from amber heard not excited and Jason Momoa, while he's fun, I I have legitimate worries and concerns about him carrying an entire movie. So, hmm. yeah, we can talk about the future of DCU moving forward if there is a future, but I am not as enthusiastic about Aquaman as most people seem to be yeah. uh, right now. So, yeah, that was a dicey. I definitely want to talk about, a little bit about the future of DC, but I kind of want to talk about... Oh, can I jump in real yeah, quick? Real quick, it. just one last thing on Aquaman. So... Again, watching the third time, and I was able to sort of pick apart and notice like the reshoots among scenes. Mm-hmm. So when Ben, when Bruce Wayne first goes up to try to recruit him, you notice the change in the scene when because Aquaman's con- eye contacts change. Yeah, like so. What we saw from the Comic Con trailer a couple of years ago is you know when when Aquaman says the words "talk" mm-hmm. to Bruce, when he almost looks like mad, like who's this guy checking in on me? So that gets cut out for the other stuff, and you can see his context change from essentially <laughs> white to blue. Uh, and then you can see the green screen once they go outside, just before Aquaman jumps in the river, and it's just like, yo, it's... Yeah. I feel like, again, it goes back to Aquaman. Like, the reason, a lot of the reasons why we don't get that conversation is because we also lost a backstory. William Dafoe was in this movie. He shot scenes for this movie, did not obviously did not make the final cut because obviously Aquaman, his stuff got cut from the from the movie. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of question marks here, man. And you gotta, I mean, it's hard because you have to cut him a little bit of slack because of the Zack Snyder situation. But at the oh, same yeah. time, I think Warner Brothers kind of used that to change the movie in to make it what they thought the fans wanted, which was yeah. lighter. So yeah. it's uh, it's annoying. I think the whole situation is rough, but I put a lot of the blame with the reshoots on Warner Brothers. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. I, I would say this. I was teamed to get rid of Zack Snyder after BVS. Like, just stop down. They were in a tricky position because a week or two after BVS released, Justice League started shooting. Mm-hmm. So I understand, like, they were in that dilemma of, like, should we stop down or what should we do? They should have gotten rid of Snyder. But if you didn't get rid of Snyder, then stick with it. You can't come in halfway or, you know, 20, you know, just three months prior to the movie's release. And I know <laughs> Snyder also has some family issues. But, and then changing, change the movie, yeah. change the tone of a movie. So again, I'm not the biggest Snyder guy. I'm not, but you can't, yeah, it just, it just made it just a mismatch of, mm-hmm. of, of, of two different directors. Yeah. Uh, last big thing I want to talk about is Steppenwolf as the villain. I was, I, I thought, I, I was really nervous going in, like that, it's just going to be Steppenwolf. Is that really the villain we want to go with for the first Justice League movie? And I was somewhat surprised at how much I actually liked him as a villain. He was very, definitely really shallow. It's the same issue that, Marvel has with a lot of their villains, but I don't think he was bad, and ultimately, I guess it was an okay decision for them to have Steppenwolf. I I really liked how they were able to connect him to 
a lot of the other characters' backstories in Wonder Woman and Aquaman. But what did you guys think of Steppenwolf? Um, I thought he was a good villain, but like I said in the review, very bland villain. Okay, <laughs> what else is new? You want to take over the world? You're not the first guy. Um, I mean, again, I mean, I thought he was a good villain. I thought he was. I thought it was very interesting. What? It, what? I, I mean, this. This is what I'll say. I. I, I don't like the fact that he was so easily to beat mm-hmm. for, you know, for like for a guy like Superman. Well, he, I mean, he even not, says that he was afraid, or the the reason that he didn't come earlier was because of Superman, but that, that doesn't make thing, too much sense either. Anything doesn't make too much sense either, because, like, <laughs> you could have come a hundred years yeah, before. Yeah, true, exactly. You know I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you just use a Kryptonian as an excuse. Yeah. Um... I was thinking about that. I was like, God, that's the dumbest reason you have for not coming to take over Earth. But anyways, um, it just, I just didn't like the whole, the whole concept, the, the whole thing with him. Okay. And the mother boxes just did not make any sense. And they were, they were waiting for Superman's death for mm-hmm. them to come. But I was like, you've had hundreds of years. So did you know Kryptonium was going to come? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And my, I guess my biggest problem with the villain, and it's not even really his fault, it's kind of just the climax of the movie. And this is a problem more with Superman as a character than anything else, just in general. Once Superman joins the fight, the whole fight just feels like it's a piece of cake. It really does. And it makes the whole movie, for me, feel a little anticlimactic. <laughs> because we get there, and then it's just like, oh, the movie's over. Well, the thing is, the thing that really, again, you know, we see the fight with Justice League and Superman, which, by the way, he makes the Justice League look like yeah. complete garbage. <laughs> okay, and and TD, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this statement, but, you know, Wonder Woman is supposed to be toe-to-toe with Superman. Very well, close. Very close. Say, my, my boy, well, so this movie, which Stefan, he said the same thing coming out the movie theater, and he's, he's deep in the comics, too. And just, mm-hmm. just so you know, I am light on the comics background, but I'm deep on the animated series and movies background. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all from the same comic lore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from my understanding, in most iterations, Wonder Woman can sometimes be, can sometimes go toe to toe, but that's only because she's a trained warrior. Like, that's what she's done her entire life, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to Superman, who, like, if it's just brute strength, like, if you're going with arm wrestling battle, <laughs> Superman wins that. But if it's a fight, she can definitely hold her own, which I think ultimately she did. How many people can take a headbutt yeah. from Superman and still get up? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, and her, her headbutt definitely was, did more, you know, put, was more than a scratch in Superman's head. So, I think she sort of held her own, but you also got to factor in. Superman at this point, he's like supercharged from this mother box, which by the way I had all kinds of issues with, but <laughs> it's a supercharged I equate it to uh, Iron Man and Thor, you know, the fight in the forest. Yeah. And Thor uses his hammer and thunder and thinks he's attacking Iron Man and all of a sudden he charges Iron Man's suit to 400% capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, Superman's at that level right now. Um, so, I, I hear you though, I hear you. Like, I, he definitely... Um, he definitely handled the entire league. Uh, but even in the final, I would say the final battle was not the league versus Steppenwolf. The final battle was Superman actually finally becoming the Superman that most people, I guess, wanted. Like coming that super confident I Superman. Guess, yeah. That's that's what the 
essentially the climax of this movie was. Because when he shows up, he jumps his justice line. He knocks out Steppenwolf. Aquaman goes, all right. A line which I hated, by the way. <laughs> um, and then Superman dodges Steppenwolf's punch while he's smiling at it. Like, dude is completely showing off at this point. Then he flies off, shows off that he can run just as fast as the Flash, <laughs> saves an entire building, comes back and jumps a line that I did like. Is this guy still bothering you? And then knocks him out, you know, with, you know, obviously mm-hmm. with uh, Wonder Woman. So, like, that was really what the climax was. It really wasn't about Steppenwolf. They, essentially, this was kind of like what they, what they've done in the Transformers movies, which is a bad sign that I'm comparing it to Transformers <laughs> movies. But the whole, <laughs> I know, right? But the whole idea that, in most of the Transformers movies, there's always a reason why Optimus Prime is kept out of the fight until the last second. <laughs> he, like, gets yeah. stuck in traffic in one movie. He gets, like, stuck in, like, you know, like, little, uh, um, uh, it's like a little, like, bag in the air, like, almost like a cat. Yeah. He, he dies in one, just like Superman, and gets resurrected. So there's always reasons not to bring Optimus Prime to the fight, because when he shows up, then, you know, you know, all hell is about to break loose, because it's going to be easy for Optimus <laughs> So yeah, it always goes yeah. back to Transformers, guys. That's the, that's the bottom line. <laughs> totally, it goes back to Transformers. Oh, man. I, there's definitely some more things that I would want to talk about, like just with how they handled some of the Wonder Woman things. Uh, especially, I want to get real quick, Ozzy, your opinion because I know you're big into what, the idea of Wonder Woman and Superman being an item. But what did you think of the hints at Batman and Wonder Woman? I, I didn't mind it. I really, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was nice. You know, because I think, I think she, I think, you know, she, I think he kind of reminds her of, of her first love, which I don't mind at all. I think, I mean, they have good chemistry. I'm not going to deny that. I love when she got freaking pissed at him because he took it a step too far. <laughs> yeah, she just pissed him. Oh, yeah. She's like, you bastard. I love that especially because in most cases, like, and if, I wonder if it's shot this way with this intention, which, by the way, I heard that scene. That was one of Josh's reshoots. Essentially, mm-hmm. that whole subplot was yeah. a Josh implementation about the you know the strife between both of them mm-hmm. um and apparently that scene in particular it's actually her double doing some acting and eventually gal gadot gets to do some acting on a green screen and they throw it in there mm-hmm. but if you look at that shot again like so gal gadot has the ear piercings mm-hmm. and her her stunt double stand-in does not mm-hmm. so you can sort of see like some of the behind the back okay. shots can, her. Can, but can i just mention in the scene where she's walking with Batman in the in the in the woods, mm-hmm. she's wearing a Negan outfit. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah, she's wearing the leather. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. The you're scarf. Right. I was like yeah. Negan. <laughs> walking Dead. All right. Yeah, I'm not a big Walking Dead guy, but I get the reference. Oh my god. <laughs> but no, really quick. So to go back to that scene, like, so I went in for shot this way intentionally, but in that situation. When a guy says something that gets the you know gets the lady or woman pissed mm-hmm. off, what happens next? Right, it's a slap. Yeah. What happens next is like the you know the woman slaps the guy or throw yeah, and it almost sets up like she's about to slap him, but mm-hmm. she's Wonder Woman. She doesn't need to slap him. Exactly. If she slaps, she'll probably break his neck. So I like I just like that little touch where it almost seems like she's about to slap him, but no, she just pushes him and it's like whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with, don't mess with her. So it's a nice little touch. Yeah. There for us. And I think for the most part, they did a lot of, they did handle a lot of that element of Wonder Woman really well. Uh, there's a couple, I, I think they, 
There were a lot of sh- shots of her from below that I was just yep. like, eh, that wasn't, yeah. the, those kind of things weren't in Wonder Woman, and it's just, yeah. you can tell a man shot this movie, but. Yeah. I would say this <laughs> earlier in the show, when you said Wonder Woman, I liked a lot of her backstory. When you said <laughs> back, I was like, oh, is that where we're going? I thought you were going to go backside. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. I mean, because they did do that. They, they definitely did. tried. Yeah. They definitely tried. That's all like, there. Oh, come on. You, come on. Just, it's frustrating, but it's like, yeah, what, what are you going to yeah. do? All hey, right. It's, it's the guy, Josh, again, I don't know how much of that Josh shot, but he does, he does do that a ton with Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow. So. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I remember, uh, oh, oh. I remember Avengers, you know, she's interrogating Loki, and you could, yeah. 75% of the screen was Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> butt. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I get it, it's big. <laughs> Jeez, God. All right. Like, guys, watch but, their faces now. Yeah. Is that okay? Well, one last parallel to, to Black Widow and Wonder Woman. <laughs> the final, uh, when they finally take out the mother boxes and Superman goes, oh, man, I wish I was dead. And Cyborg jokes back about his toes. Mm-hmm. Then Wonder Woman replies, children, I work with children. That yep. was directly from Black Widow playbook. Like I could see Black mm-hmm. Widow saying those lines, but it just didn't work for Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. It yeah. seemed forced. If she was saying it about maybe the Flash or someone else, but the entire that entire comedic sequence, like I, I hated it when Josh forced that in. He did that there and seemed forced, and then with the whole "Do you bleed" thing, which is a dope callback. But Batman then saying as he's writhing on the floor, saying, "Oh, something's definitely bleeding." That is not Batman. Agreed. At least that's that's and my least mean, favorite scene with Batman. But yeah, uh, it's so yeah. yeah like he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't cry about it if he's <laughs> bleeding. It's not Batman. Yeah. All right. I know you got to go, TD. So one last question for you: Do you think they should I, reboot? I know I, I got to go, but hey, man, we're talking, so let's keep talking. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, do you think they should reboot this whole thing? Um, let's say this. Okay. So I was texting a buddy of mine before this came out and I was already like, I think this movie is going to bump critically at that point. I had no idea it was also going to be subpar a hundred mil domestically. Yeah. And I mean, Avengers made about, I think one Oh three with, uh, without, you know, adjusting for inflation. And that was in week number two. That's what event. So that's, I mean, just compare that. That's insane. Right. Cause week. Week one for Avengers is over 200 mil. Um, I would say this. I think, I don't think they can reboot it entirely because Wonder Woman is still a success. Exactly. They need to keep going with that. I definitely don't want them to do anything with the Batman moving forward. I do think Ben Affleck is done. And I do think he wants to be done. I also think Matt Reeves does not want anything to do with him because I don't see it. Matt Reeves is a guy who's so focused on his work. who's so worthy though with Planet of the Apes franchise. I've heard a lot of interviews and podcasts with this guy. I doubt he wants to go into a new set of movies and potentially a trilogy with a lead actor who's like, I don't know if I'm committed to doing this. So I believe I believe entirely all the stories about Ben Affleck leaving. I also believe entirely the stories about Matt Reeves already talking to potential new Batmans, including Jake Gyllenhaal and whatnot. Because I think that's going to be a, it's going to be another, you know, Matt Reeves, Andy Serkis type partnership, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's going to happen, and but I entirely do want to see that new Batman series, and I don't care if that's attached to the DCU. I just want to see what Matt Reeves has in in mind for uh, his Batman. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, I think Shazam is definitely happening. 
um, there's such a kid demographic there that you have to you have to tap into. It's like the whole kid superhero thing. So if done right, I think that's definitely happening. Um, and other than that, I think I guess Aquaman has to happen because that's already been shot. I'm honestly uh, worried for that movie. <laughs> yeah. Very worried for that movie. I do so, not trust I mean, James Wan as a action yeah. director. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's an interesting point, but then, the, I guess there's a lack of trust in the studio overall, because when Marvel does that, and they bring Scott Derrickson and guys you haven't seen in this realm before, and they put together movies True. that, yeah, but good. we've seen oh, James okay. Wan do an action movie, and the only thing he was able to succeed in was make me cry. Because <laughs> of the whole Paul Walker thing, you know? But, I mean, I mean, I don't think, no. I mean, I just I didn't I didn't really like Fast Seven too much. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna be honest with you, but yeah. So I mean, that's that's how I just see it right now, man. I feel like I so I think they're gonna stay away from the from the you know big team up movies, which really really puts Flashpoint in question because the entire thing with Flashpoint is the you know the alternate reality versions of these characters. Well, just like with Batman v Superman, when you kill Superman that way, it didn't really click with the audience because we don't really know Superman yet. Exactly. Right? So killing him doesn't work. Uh, it's the same thing with Flashpoint. Like, the alternate realities of these characters might not work because we, we're not really in on it with the actual mainstream reality of these characters. So, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think I don't think we're seeing Flashpoint anytime soon so, at all. Because that's a lot of people would theorize that they they would use Flashpoint to recast Bat, recap to, or to you know uh, reboot, reboot and recast Ben. I, I, I would say this: I the whole Ben thing. I think we're we're mature enough as an audience and just to be like, he just got recast a la, you know, Mark Ruffalo and, and Norton. I know Batman is a bigger character than the Hulk is, but I just think everyone, I think we can all like, just, all right, he's gone. We recast him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as the reboot goes, I see the point. It's X-Men days of future past, right? Like you can yeah. use that sort of, that's what I'm saying. Around. Yeah. But I, given how bad this bombed, I wouldn't be surprised if that was their initial plan. But given how bad actual Justice League bombed, I don't know if they can, like, do that right now. Yeah, I I, I see where you're coming from. It's, it's, I don't know. I just, I think to me, if you're going to reboot, which they they got to do something because you're, you're right with the money involved. I mean, money talks to these studios, and this number, this 90-whatever, 93, 94, whatever it ended up being, million that's not good enough it's just not so they have to do something they should they need the only way they they can reboot it which i want to give a shout out to dennis because he's the one who said this they we were just to, talking about they, flashpoint if that's what you're gonna yes up. okay they need to do flashpoint sorry about that guys you stepped out for a second <laughs> stepped out for a second I had to deal with something real quick but um i'm back but yeah flashpoint would be the best way to do this yeah Especially if you're going to bring in a new Batman. I, I but see, how, how do you bring people into the theater from Flashpoint? I, I guess know, the that's question true. is. Uh, yeah, especially because the reaction to this version of Flash was eh, okay. It depends on who you talk to. So it's rough, but I mean, how do you, I guess you're, you're saying we could just recast flat out Batman and we'd be fine. And I get that. But I, I don't know. To me, there's just there's so many pro- 
deep-rooted problems with this universe, and audience are, audiences are finally are starting to react to it and not go see these movies. Exactly. So they have to do something. That's my whole thing is they have to do something. And you're right, they don't want to get rid of Wonder Woman, so a full-on reboot is not going to happen. So that's why, to me, Flashpoint kind of makes sense, because they can keep Wonder Woman. Everything that would happen in Wonder Woman, the original, the, that film, would still have happened. You know, it doesn't change that movie. So, but, but here's the tricky thing about Flashpoint because I actually started rewatching the uh, re animated version recently, oh, so and and the tricky thing there, and obviously it can change the story. It doesn't have to be a direct adaptation. But Wonder Woman is essentially straight up evil in True. Flashpoint, yeah. and you can't do that in live action. She's <laughs> such a role model. She's such a beacon of hope, and that's yeah. oh, that's what they're trying to make her become. You know, be the leader and all that. So. Even that element, I think, has to be modified greatly, um, unless you're using an entirely different actress. Um, which you know, who knows? Maybe the, maybe that's one way they get around it. Maybe yeah. you know. Uh, but I, I honestly think like we're we're all trying to fit in. Here's the thing with me: like, whether smoke this fire. So with the Ben Affleck thing, we've heard this for like almost like eight months now. Yeah, he's looking to leave. You know what else we heard in the last few months that most people, you know, most people kind of pushed to the side was the whole entire thing from DC about, hey, we're not really, we're not really caring about the shared universe anymore. We're looking for good stories. We're looking to create, you know, the new like DC new line. True. Um, you know, studio that's just going to focus on this one-off stories, Joker movies, X, Y, Z. What if that was true? And what if that started happening? Because they knew what they had, in, you know, they knew they had some issues right now with the shared universe. And it's like, you know what? We still have these great characters. Let's do these not necessarily connected or quote unquote loosely connected movies that eventually maybe we can bring together again. And I would not be surprised at all if that's the direction we see them going in. I don't see how you connect them. Shazam to this universe? I guess you could, but I feel like they're not even trying to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you didn't even feel the, the impacts of Suicide Squad in this well, world. that's a good thing. <laughs> Which is great, I'm not going to lie to you, but I, I did not feel yeah, exactly. Suicide Squad being connected remotely at all. to this. At all. Like, you and, know what I mean, people? If they had, like, thrown, I know the Deathstroke thing was awesome, but, like, if you had true. seen other people on that ship other than Lex and Deathstroke, if you had maybe Deadshot in there, or, like, that could have been cool. Like, that could have been the way it's, like, surely connected. If that's really what they wanted to do, I just don't know if that's what they want to do. You're right, and I, I kind of, you're, you're winning me over with that, because it's just, ultimately, get talented people involved in telling good stories. That's all that matters. If you can make the movies individually good, then you can worry about connecting them later. I think they're so worried about trying to match what the MCU does. Exactly. That it's just, it's crumbling under its own weight. It's just focus on telling good movies. And it's frustrating because at this point, you know, they've got a billion ideas. They've got like 2,000 different Joker movies going on right now. You know, they're, they're talking about Nightwing. They're talking about Batgirl. They're talking about all this different stuff. But ultimately, if they're just trying to figure out what's the best story we can tell, then maybe that's the right way to go. So, yeah. You brought up, you brought up Batgirl. How about this, too, as a potential theory? You know, we heard about the Batgirl movie with Josh Whedon. Mm -hmm. What if Batgirl was just a, just a code name for him getting involved in the DCEU? And people, like, because apparently he was working with Zack Snyder even way longer before this, right? So what if that was, I don't see, they didn't announce that as Comic-Con at all. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have a release date. What if that was just like a throwaway code name because they know they're likely not doing a Batgirl movie anytime soon? 
And like, oh, let's just bring him under this guise of he's directing a, a Batgirl movie just in case anyone sees him around. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know if that's possible. Happened. I think out of all the movies you could have Josh Whedon direct, why would you have him direct a Batgirl movie? It just does <laughs> yeah. not make it's, any it's, sense. It's kind of strange to me. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, you never bit. know. You never know. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think this wraps it up for our Justice League spoiler discussion. Thank Does you. it, though? Does it really? <laughs> uh, you know, I we could probably talk about this for a while. Thor on this, but does it, does it really? I don't know. Uh, I, had I, someone, I, I had someone, I actually had two people tell me that Justice League was better than Thor. And Jeez, I, wow. That really That's, drove me insane. That's that crazy. is that is wild. Again, Thor. I, we could argue about the direction it went went in that character mm-hmm. with the you know him spoilers for Thor, but like <laughs> it essentially being a comedy. Yeah, and I mean that could, that's a character you could definitely go in full on Game of Thrones with and and whatnot. But Marvel does what Marvel does, and for once though, in three movies they legitimately made Chris Hemsworth that dude in the Thor movie as opposed to Tom Hiddleston. Like, um, true. So that's that's a win. That's a win, and it was hilarious. And I absolutely love Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie in that. Um, so I mean, and Korg is the best ever. So good. Yeah. So no, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marvel's doing their thing. Super excited for Black Panther. But again, the DCEU man. I this whole year between now and Aquaman potentially, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I like that's an entire year, and I heard somewhere this sounds crazy, but like seven Marvel movies are coming out between now and Aquaman. I know someone has to do with Fox, but is that is that correct? It might be. It's man with the Fox ones because there's New Mutants. Yeah, New Mutants. Yeah. Yeah. So I it might be. I geez, that's insane. There's Black Panther. There is Avengers. Right. There is yes. There's Ant Man. Your favorite movie? That's, <laughs> That's <great>. not true. <laughs> Misquote. <laughs> uh, there's New Mutants. There's Deadpool two. Yeah. So we have five. Uh, uh, who would it be? When is Aquaman coming out specifically? Yeah, I know there's at least five. Aquaman is supposed to. What's that? December, right? Next year? Yeah. I think so. It's it's around. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, I, but, this whole okay. thing is. Is there a Sony one coming out? Aquaman isn't coming out till twenty till December twenty first, twenty eighteen. Oh yes, there might be a, there might be a. That's true. There might, there might be a silver and black movie. I don't know. I I don't know when that's coming out, but there are a lot of Marvel movies yeah. <laughs> coming out next year. That's a lot crazy. of Marvel movies. So well, it's. Um, as always, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast talking about superhero yep. stuff. You know, towards the as we move towards the end of the year, we should probably have you back on to kind of discuss like ranking these movies because there were a lot yeah, of good ones this year. Jeez, oh man, there are so many. I mean, we started off with Logan, right? Is that yeah. where we started? Uh, so, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was yeah. the first one. Jeez, so you, we got to get you back on. So hopefully, sure. it won't be as long. Um, as our last time, but of course. Oh no, tell me, yeah. <laughs> yeah and just to recap, just to recap, and you know, because I obviously used to produce a pod and host a pod myself, um, but you know, but again, just being more into the WB Warner Brothers, you know, as my you know, as my employer, I couldn't really you know yeah. dive to conversations about movies and whatnot while still being authentic for understandable reasons, and <laughs> you know, now I'm a little bit more free to do that. Exactly. Um, I, last thing though, last thing before yeah. I head out of here for you guys to wrap up is I've seen a couple of cuts of Justice League using the Hans Zimmer slash Junkie XL scores, mm-hmm. and it is freaking amazing. There's the 
There's a one scene where the, when Superman and Wonder Woman team up to take out Steppenwolf, they use that. They use the uh, flight score. It's it's edited to the uh-huh. flight theme from Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely epic. It's absolutely epic. Go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. And then also, there's another one that's pretty good too. Oh yes, the post credit scenes, which we didn't talk about, but the Deathstroke and Lex Luthor bit mm-hmm. uh, scored that to the Lex Luthor theme from Batman v Superman. I absolutely hate Lex Luthor. Oh, but but it works. It absolutely works. I think you're gonna love Lex Luthor if you watch it. I'm telling you. I'm gonna try, but absolutely. <laughs> it was on the money. It was on the money. It, like it just felt. It just felt like it made sense. It felt like a trilogy in those moments watching his YouTube clips, and that's the one thing you miss out when when they did the movie this way with the half Josh Whedon, half Zack Snyder. At the very least, it might not have been a great movie, but at least you've gotten your three movies together that made sense. And now we just got we didn't get that at all. Yeah. It you're, you're right. It's just uh, though Man of Steel is a score that a lot of people love. So why I would you love that? Yeah, I, I, I was watching it the other day. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, damn, yeah. Superman right. seems badass. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Great. Well, TD, where can people find you on social media? I am at producer TD on Twitter. So hit me up. All right. If you're into sports podcast. Check out on Interrupt this podcast network. I just joined the team a couple weeks ago. It's got some pretty cool stuff happening. Um, in the sports athlete space. So uh, check us out. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, thanks for joining us, man. Yep, thank you guys for having me, man. All right, now we are going to very quickly review um, (laughs) Wonder, which is a movie starring uh, Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson, and Jacob Tremblay. Now, Ozzy, I'm going to be honest here. I'm not a huge fan of this movie, but you let slip to me that you are a huge fan of this movie. So I'm going to let you take it away first with the positives, because I think you'll probably have more than that. Well, well, first things first, you know, the reason... I really wasn't looking forward to this movie. Okay. As a matter of fact, I was dreading going to this movie. Really? Yes. Because it seemed like one of those kiddie movies, and I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm just not really in the mood to see it. <laughs> you know, it's probably going to be like one of those movies where it's just for kids. And I really ended up liking this movie. I thought it was a really cute movie. And I thought it, it I, I liked it because it all really kind of connected together. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was divided amongst chapters. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. I just don't, we'll talk about it more in the negatives, but I liked how it was edited that way. And I think, I think the cast mainly did a great job. I mean, you have Owen Wilson playing as the dad and you have Julia Roberts as a mom. And they play like a great duo together. I really like the chemistry. I really like the chemistry that they have with the kids. You know, you can tell that they really care for the kids or for the kid <laughs> for the most part. We'll talk about the relationship with the daughter more uh, in the review. But uh, overall, you can tell that they care for the kids. And I think Owen Wilson gives a really great performance in this movie. I really like his performance in this movie. I like the relationship that he has with his son. I like Jacob Tremblay as the main kid. I think the kid was really compelling. I really like this movie. Uh, I liked their... Okay, I'm going to start with positives. <laughs> start with positives. The emotion. I mean, obviously, it's a very emotional movie. They're able to... There were a couple times, not going to lie, weld up a little bit. Just because I think there's a lot of talented acting in here, especially, you're right, with Jacob Tremblay, even though a lot of his face is covered with prosthetics, you can still tell this kid is talented. If you're a Jacob Tremblay fan, you're probably going to enjoy a lot of this movie. And I also think Julia Roberts' own Wilson, 
are definitely standouts in this movie. The kids, the other kids that populate the movie, I can take them or leave them. There's some of them that I'm like, okay, you get a pretty good performance. Some of them, not so much. It's, But there's definitely performances, and the emotion that they were able to evoke with their performances is definitely a positive for me. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, Isabella Vidowick's uh, second time I've seen her this year. She was actually, she actually played, for those of you guys who don't, no, she was actually in a Supergirl episode. She actually played a younger version of Kara. Yeah. And I thought she did really great in that. And I think she did really good in this, too. I mean, I think I think she was doing um, really well in this movie, and I want to see more of her. Yeah. The sister was probably my, probably the most compelling character to me. Yes. I had, my friend was calling her something that rhymes with witch. <laughs> and I was just like, why? And she was just like, because she's selfish. And I'm just like, no. Um... And it was interesting that I could have this discussion with her, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, no, she's being selfish. But I was th- I was standing up for her. I didn't I was read like, that at all. I was like, no, she's not. You know, she she doesn't, she, in all honesty, I feel like the parents are treating her unfairly. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I understand that they have to show all this attention to this kid, to their son. Because, you know, of, of, you know, of his face, the prosthetics that he has, but... I feel like they completely forgot about their daughter. Mm-hmm. And you see that from her point of view. And that's one of the things I like about this movie is that you see different points of views. And they all kind of connect together. Um, it's one of the most it's human... Debatable, but yes. <laughs> I feel like they all connect together. There's, there's probably one that really doesn't. But, I mean, anyways. But they, for me, it's one, of the most, um, it's one of the most human movies that I've seen this year. Um, not, not necessarily that it, it hit me. It just had a, it had a strong message. And I think it was a really good message. I think this movie... I think it earnestly told its message. It, it really feels like they cared about trying to get what... They had what they wanted to say. And they were very, very um, driven at saying it. I think they said it decently well. It's just when we get into the structure is when I have more issues with this movie. But what other positives do you have? I think the kids were great. As in, like, the, the kids he was friends with. Something. The kids were Something. great. Um, like I like the kids. I just don't like the bullies. <laughs> True. But I think the kids were great. I think the yeah. kids were great overall. I, I do like the ending scene. Um, you do feel for these characters. And this is... You know, I'm comparing it to Only the Brave only because of how much you care for the main cast. I would not go that far. I would go that far. Jeez. Um, I mean, it's close. I'm not going to say it's exactly there, Oof. but it's it's around the ball. It's around the same ballpark. All right. <laughs> Are you good with positives? Because I've got a lot to say. I know, you got a lot to say. I'll let you take it away. All right. Go ahead. Go ham on this, this movie. movie. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how it's structured, right? So, basically, we go through a bunch of chapters with this movie. That's what how they structured it, where we... Or a bunch of points of view, I would say. Where we all... The, the, they describe this kid and the world that he is in, basically, as he's the son and everything kind of revolves around him. That's how they describe it. So, basically, what we do... Throughout this movie, is we go to a certain character who's revolving around this kid and get their perspective of what's going on. But it doesn't pay off. It never really pays off. We get, um, we get a lot of things with like the mom, or not, not, not the mom. It's it's more the the siblings or the the people around him, like the friends and the sibling. Where we get the we even get the sister's friend, and it's like, what do we need the sister's friend perspective for? I don't care. And it's just it's all very specific moments that we get this, 
but it doesn't really add up to anything. Like, we get the friend's point of view from earlier in the story when it's, like, in the middle of the movie. And then we get the sister's friend's point of view from before the movie even started, but towards the end of the movie. And it's just, like, it's really all jumbled together. I did not like how it's structured at all. And at first I was like, okay, this could be interesting. Give us different points of view, and then maybe it'll all pay off in the end. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I did not get why this movie needed to be organized the way it was. I'll agree with you to that point to an extent, because there was no finishing resolution for some of these characters no. whatsoever. For instance, the 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 the, the sister's friend. Mm-hmm. She had probably like a five minute chapter, and then you never. And the chapters never, never really end either. They never end. So you're just confused. Yeah. And the storylines would 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 kind of mix kind of mix and mesh with some of the other storylines and chapters. So you just don't know um, specifically like what like why it is. I mean, like like I said, I appreciate what the director was trying to do with when it came to telling the story, mm-hmm. but it didn't all really connect well at points. Yeah. And I'll that I think the biggest example is the friend. Yeah. And. It does connect to the story at somewhat, but I, I didn't need a story with her. I didn't need to know these things. And I feel like they were trying to pull a little bit of This Is Us, in a, in yes, a sense. it's very much They were trying, trying to yeah. just, like, be where everybody was going through something, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I would have given the... If, if it were me, I would have given, like, a chapter to Owen Wilson. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's where I'm going. We get, yes, we get all these different perspectives, but we get a bunch of perspectives that I'm like, why are we getting this? Like, we get his first, the first friend he makes in school. Why do we need that? Like, especially if it doesn't really have anything to do with after meeting him. Like, it gets, it's basically before he met him and then leading up to when he does. And then we get, like you said, the most useless one, which is the sister's friend. That subplot was stupid. But we don't get... Okay, we just explained that you get all these different perspectives on this story. There are two that you would think would be like the first two that we get that we do not get. Owen Wilson, who is the father, and Julia Roberts, who is the mother. We don't get the parents' perspective of this movie. What What kind of choice was that? I That, to me, was just like, we're going to go this entire movie without getting a chapter on the mom and dad? Like, what is that? It's just... I don't know. I really was not a fan of this movie. It wasn't offensively bad. There's good emotion in it. But ultimately, it was a disappointment to me. So... I liked it. I thought the movie was good at heart. I, I do think there was editing problems in there that... But I, I think I think the, I think the, the performances really saved this movie. And... Um, I think its message is very powerful, and I do think that they overall achieved that 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 goal of really hitting the message and really hitting it strong. Because mm-hmm. you know, my my friend and I were saying, you know, kids should watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Kids need to watch this movie. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's going to be one of those movies, you know, where I even have my sister watch this movie. So very interesting. I think it is an inspiring movie. And I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7.5. I think it's a really good movie. <laughs> You're way higher than I am. <laughs> I, I think there's more bad than good in this movie, honestly. Especially, it just, I don't think, I think it completely falls apart with how it's structured. Which is why I would give it a 4.3. I was not a fan of this You're movie. absolutely ridiculous. Alright, well. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I the fact that you would that. give the Orient, Murder on the Orient Express a higher I think it's a better movie than this. 
You're Honestly, absolutely a ridiculous. Far better movie. Than absolutely that. ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm saying that even with Johnny Depp in murder <laughs> in the movie, you are absolutely ridiculous. Well, but whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it, Carlos. All right. Well, <laughs> this has been a very strange episode and a very annoying episode to produce, but <laughs> we are finally wrapping it up. So, Ozzy, why don't you sign us out? Alright guys, we're gonna skip recommendations because we have three people in the room staring at me. So <laughs> Carlos, where can people find you, man? How are you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456 and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, the website. We got new content, new writers on there as well, so check that out. Oh yeah, and you guys can find me at Carlos's house. If you're in Boca. <laughs> but you guys can find me at um, Twitter at Castor Ozzy, and also if you guys want to email me any recommendations, as in movies, soundtracks, TV shows, whatever tickles your pickle, feel free to email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com. Alright guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. This is screen for us.